In this week's episode, we're going to talk about being client-focused, which is at the core of any success in any business or organization. We're going to tell you how to do it better and why it matters. All that and more coming up in a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 39. If you're new or returning, welcome back. I guess welcome back. If you're new, welcome. That would make sense. Just to set the stage, I'm Bob Graham, and with me as always is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We're educators and researchers, and we focus our attention on soft skills and how they fit into the workplace and people's careers, including our own. We've seen the value of them in our own careers and those around us and even in our college students. And we write books, conduct academic research, and are working through vehicles like this podcast to help people better understand what soft skills are and how to use them more effectively in their lives. So this week, Toby, we're going to talk about being client-focused. And I can't begin to tell you how often I've run into companies that focus on what they want to focus on rather than what their clients expect or need from them. Here are just a couple of examples. A company website that explains the technical aspects of the software, not how it actually helps its customers. Or a small business that opens during hours that are convenient to the owner, let's say 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., but not the best for its customers who all have jobs. So they would rather visit the business on, in the evening or on Saturdays or Sundays. These are just a few of the examples, Toby, and this is an area that you can probably tell drives me crazy. But I will confess, as someone who has a marketing company, this is an area that also makes me money. So as much as I'm frustrated, I benefit from it. So what can you add to this right now? Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those really interesting uh, skills for us to talk about on the podcast because we come from two very different perspectives. As Bob just mentioned, um, uh, you come from a marketing background, and so uh, I would say that you are uh, extra sensitized to that external customer. And our listeners probably realize uh, I mentioned I come from a supply chain, which is a kind of an operations management background. And so internal customer service drives me nuts. So um, there's two different frames there. They're two hugely important ones. And so if you were listening to this and you said, oh, I'm, uh, I'm in sales for my organization. Wow, this is right in my wheelhouse. And uh, if you were just about to tune us out because you said, oh, I'm an internal administrator. I'm in HR. I'm in this. Uh, cust- I'd never deal with the customer. Okay, don't hang up the phone here because this is especially for you as well because internal customer service. Wow. Um, I'll say one last thing about that. From an internal customer service standpoint, we really need to be on our toes because uh, today's world of outsourcing, if I, I look at internal organizations and if they're not providing value-added customer service internally, I'm looking for outsourcing. So um, we're really at risk, whereas, Bob, you set us up with companies. There's that competitive pressure that if you're not going to serve your customers, somebody else will. But I would say internally, that is just as much of a threat these days. Um, so, hey, let's let's go. Well, can you give us some examples of this internal customer focus? Because I, I gave you some external ones that I wasn't even thinking about. I guess I was just living in my own world. I, I'm, I'm just sort of trying to wrap my arms around what you're telling me, which is fascinating to me that we see it so differently. 
Um, well, I, I've got two just right there on the fringe. I have a friend that um, mentioned he stopped in the office and uh, the front desk person was there. And uh, if I remember correctly, he was uh, dropping off something for one of the people in the organization. And uh, there was, a, uh, I think, a jar of mints on the desk. Does this sound familiar? And, uh, and he uh, went to grab one and the person kind of snapped at him and, who are you and what are you doing here? And, and you know, hey, that's – I'm an internal person. I'm dropping something off. That should be the opportunity to strengthen connections, to reach out. Oh, you know, thank you. I'll make sure that gets to them. Is there any message with it? And instead of that customer service, it's, hey, I'm here doing my job. You're in my way. Okay. Uh, wow. So, That's a good one. I, 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 I've seen examples like that. And then you said you had another one. Yeah. And I'm thinking of, you know, internally when I need the support of an organization and, and let's say I've got an open position in my department. And so I need to uh, work with our internal HR people to uh, finish out the job description, get that properly posted and advertised, work through the uh, resumes and applications. And so if that HR person I'm working with takes a customer focused approach and they look at me as an internal customer, I believe they come to the table and say, hey, I'm an HR professional. I have all this knowledge that you probably don't have. Let me help you write that job description correctly. Let me help you set the salary range appropriately so you're going to get the right person for the job instead of the the flip tone of saying, hey, um, you didn't fill that out right. I'm sending it back. Fix that, will you? Um, this is wrong. That's wrong. You know, why are you bothering me asking when the resumes are here? I'll tell them, I'll send them to you when I get resumes. And just, and that lack of customer focus internally just sours the whole experience and also probably doesn't get us our best result. Well, and it occurs to me that when I talk to people who leave jobs, often when they leave in a surprising way, it's not that they got fired. It's that they're talking about that internal stuff. I've talked to plenty of salespeople who go, the organization doesn't support me. They don't understand what I need. They they want me to do this, this, and this. I have to be at a meeting every day with the boss at 8 a.m. That's prime time for me to be making contacts with people that I could sell to, but I've got to be at a meeting from 8 to 9.30 every single day of the week or at 4.15 you know, and not thinking it through in the perspective that gets to what the organization's overall goals are. And it struck me, Toby, as you were giving these internal um, examples, that it's really about collaboration. Because when you describe that HR person working with you on that job posting, to me, that's the that embodies collaboration. If they're saying, I have all this knowledge, what do you need? How can I support you? That's collaboration versus siloing, which is, Tell me what you need, hand over the paperwork to me, and we'll do it and let you know who you can talk to. And- exactly. And I, you know, and, and right now, because I know uh, our podcasts are getting a whole lot of downloads, I'm working with a phenomenal HR person right now and, uh, and very customer focused to the point where, um, and again, I, as a customer, in, in a customer and service provider relationship, I'm thinking the customer has a problem the service provider can solve. And it's gotten to a point where, where when I get snagged on an HR-type issue, I'm very comfortable calling her and saying, look, uh, you got to help me here. Let me describe the situation. W- what are my legal boundaries where I'm supposed to work? How can I resolve this? And 
and such a healthier uh, perspective because I know she has a and I don't think it's in necessarily intentional, but she has a customer focus and and is looking to help me solve my problem based on her expertise, which is exactly where we want an organization to be. I actually think it goes deeper than that, Toby, but I'm going to tease our break and I will explain to you what I think it is after the short break. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Hey, Toby, you know, a friend of ours that I was hitting golf balls with the other day was talking to me about our book, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success. He described it as a dictionary of soft skills. He also admitted he had only read the first three pages. I love that description, though, for a couple of reasons. First, it makes it important, which is what soft skills are. They are really important. Second, it makes the book more lasting, which soft skills are and what we're trying to do is lasting. And third, it makes the book the kind of book that you want to put on your bookshelf and return to again and again. And Toby, you know and I know we wrote the 55 soft skills that guide employee and organizational success with just that purpose in mind. So you can get your ebook at no charge. That's right. You can get the 55 soft skills that guide employee and organizational success at no charge by using the coupon code six weeks. That's right. Six weeks, all one word. You can use the number or you can spell it out SIX. Either way, just visit SeriousSoftSkills.com and you can do that. Just go find the book, download the ebook. No charge when you use the coupon code on checkout. But hurry, because we won't be offering it free for long. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Well, welcome back. Before we took the break, we were uh, we dug in deep and uh, went places we weren't uh, un- uncharted places we weren't exactly expecting. But we were talking about client focus, and uh, Bob comes at uh, this world from a marketing and external that opportunity to uh, serve your external customers. Um, I come at this issue from an internal perspective where um, I see the internal service provider as being critical to the operation, but uh, so often doesn't possess that uh, customer orientation to their internal customer. In fact, the internal customer is often not even a recognized role in an organization. The customer is only that person on the outside. So, Bob, uh, help us out with that. So I said before the break, as you recall, that I kind of had an idea how this can work successfully and what's, what's going on. And, and it came to me as you were describing your uh, situation with your HR person that you two have a shared objective. You are both trying to achieve the same goal. It's not a turf war. It's not you're in power and this person's not. In, it's not this person trying to improve their value in the organization. It is, we both want to achieve this goal in the most successful, efficient way possible. And I think when we can align in that way, that's really the key to successfully negotiating client focus. What, whoever that client is, it's, it's, it's wrapped in the bigger idea of achieving goals. And I think that's where organizations often internally struggle because they don't say, you know, um, Uh, It just popped into my head. A great example would be um, the fast food restaurant that says we are going to serve every driving customer in two minutes or less from when they place their order. If you have that goal, everything sort of falls into place 
really easily. That means the fry person has to be doing it really quickly. That means the burger person has to be on, on their game. That means the person handing the money back has to be efficient. And that when breakdowns occur, the tasks are assigned and you can work together and say, oh, we have a problem here. That was 2.05, not two minutes. And you see that in fast food and you see that I know in other uh, service organizations, they have a real key focus to achieving a goal, whatever that time is. And so maybe that's where we need to start in terms of client focuses. Who are all the clients that we're, we're working with? And that could be as well as external, which I tend to think about. Also, the internal clients and what are their needs and how do we satisfy them? And sort of I, I picture a big um, whiteboard with all these clients listed and then trying to figure out which ones align because sometimes the external and internal clients have the same goals and same needs and sometimes they differ greatly and i i don't i can't think of any organization i've ever worked for that's looked at external and internal clients to that level to to really sit down at a retreat or a morning meeting and say hey here are all our clients. What do they need from us and how can we best deliver it? So perhaps that's a starting point for organizations to really say, hey, what is it we deliver and to who and how? And and figure out where there are similarities and where there are areas where you go, oh, wow, we're dropping the ball. Because I know with my marketing company, often when there's a lack of customer focus, it's real apparent because sales are down. When you have a customer focus, sales are good. When you have an internal customer focus, I would think you see greater efficiency. Right. I love that uh, that focus. If we're all if we're all kind of rowing the same direction, uh, we kind of get that. Bob, I think that brings us around really well because in the beginning you had mentioned about how that marketing and sales focus, if you're not meeting your customer, that external customer's needs, uh, and and scheduling to meet those needs, where that really falls off. And I think that's uh that's kind of that 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 key focus is um, what are we providing, uh, how are we providing it, and then uh, if you align the organization, then it's not just that external salesperson who is the only customer service provider in the organization, and suddenly sales are down, so it must be that sales and marketing group. No, no, no. Sales are down because they're out there selling, but the warehouse wasn't filling orders, and the buyers weren't purchasing enough product to have available, and the delivery drivers aren't getting the product out. So it's not a single point of failure. It's a failure somewhere within a process that the whole organization's around. I think some organizations, though, also have such a large presence. And and, uh, we've mentioned, you know, we work in a university environment and our customer, some would some would see and I'd say appropriately is the student is our customer. And how do you deliver that uh, excellent student experience well, that's everybody. That's the, the people that manage parking. That's the people who manage the facility. That's the instructors. That's the administrators. And, and it comes, and it's a little harder for the HR person unless they've really helped under, been helped in understanding their role in all this because they're so far removed from that student experience. But it's really it's how those people are recruited and hired. And so HR plays a critical role in that. And, and so sometimes we need to help everyone in the organization realize their contribution to that experience. So what a, what a challenging uh, topic we've dove, dove into today. I also think, Toby, it's sharing successes with people within the whole organization. So at one point in my career, I was doing some outreach to community groups 
And I was coming back from those community group meetings and giving feedback to everyone in the organization about what people were saying about what we did because they, and they would be like, they said that, you know, these people had this belief that we were not doing as well as we were doing, but I would go out, introduce myself and people would say, Oh, I love your company. Oh, you do great stuff. Oh, this is, this is amazing. And the people in the office had no idea. So bringing that feedback to them really helped them see the, the footprint that they had. And, not, you know, reminding everyone within the organization that every single person is a participant in that customer experience, that client focus, is really key to success in any organization. Great. I uh, think, Bob, this is a great place for us to uh, stop. Um let people digest that a little bit. Uh, uh, that's it for this episode of Serious Soft Skills. Remember, uh, get our ebook. We gave you a coupon code during the break. Um, use that. Next week, we're going to jump into another one of the 55 soft skills. So tune in to find out which one. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. 